CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Is love really blind? We all have our opinions after watching two seasons of the Netflix show, Love is Blind. But who better to ask than an actual castmate herself? Today, we're getting a peek behind the scenes, in and out of the pods, of all things Love is Blind with Danielle Rule. I'm Alicia Rye. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring true love stories to your earbuds each and every day. Alicia, it's a big day. It's a big day. I'm so excited. You're so excited. You put on lipstick for a podcast. I'm very impressed. Looks fabulous on you. Thank you. Well, speaking of fabulous, Mm -hmm. I have some really, really lovely feedback from listeners. From our fabulous listeners. Sim6905 on Apple Podcasts said, thanks, ladies. Best podcast all the way from South Africa. Hello, Sim. Hello, South Africa. And then... YM0409 said, joyful, a reliable and quick dose of joy every weekday. Aw, I like that. Thank you. Now, this is so delightful for me. 
mm-hmm. recent episode, we talked about how much I love snowboarding. Mm. And I asked listeners to write in about conquering fears and trying new things that scared them. And Jenny wrote in and listened mm-hmm. to this. This makes me so happy. Jenny wrote, catching up on the pod, and I just listened to the snowboarding episode. This winter, I signed up for an adult diving class. Oh, that sounds cool. I had a lot of ear issues as a kid, so I wasn't allowed to dive. Before my first class in January, I had never even attempted to enter the water head first. It was three months of sore muscles and weird bruises that pushed me way out of my physical and mental and emotional comfort zone. It was scary in the best way. And now I could do a decent front dive off the board, complete with three-step approach and a pike return. Yay! That's so great. So thank you for writing in with that story. That just makes me so happy. Our guest today also makes us both very happy. For those of you who have managed to listen to this podcast and still don't know about Love is Blind, it's a reality show on Netflix where they throw 30 people into the pods and they have to date without seeing each other. Only once you get engaged can you actually meet each other in person. And Danielle is one of the success stories from this last season. She and her now husband, Nick, emerge from the show with what appears to be a rock solid relationship. Although Danielle's story is not without its struggles, we can't wait to hear all about her thoughts and the truth behind the pods. Please welcome Danielle. Thanks for having me. So one thing I want to tell you is that as part of our show each day, we talk about true love stories and we also talk about things we love. And Alicia decided to convince me that I needed to watch Love is Blind. (laughs) I am a huge Love is Blind fan. Huge, huge, huge. Love it. From season one, OG fan. (laughs) So how did you end up on this show? The conversations with me all started over like an Instagram DM. Mm. And originally they didn't even mention the name of the show. They gave, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the premise behind it. So I was aware. Um, I had a pretty good guess of what the show was. So it started just with phone calls and then Skypes and ultimately led me to marriage. (laughs) Wow. Instagram DM. Yeah. That's amazing. When you got that DM, were you like, nah, that's not serious. I thought, you know, it was crazy because after like watching the first season and understanding the premise, it was like the one show that I was like, you know what? Like, I think that that would work for me. So then having them reach out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is (laughs) something that, you know, I've always thought would be just a cool concept overall. I would never really work in the real life because I think people are a little bit too superficial still. (laughs) But again, having the opportunity to do that, not many other people can see, like, can you actually fall in love with straight up just talking to someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what were your relationships like before you went on the show? You know, I had some good relationships. I had some bad relationships. I would say my most recent one, it was for the most part positive. And the one previously wasn't too great. Mm -hmm. There was some uh, physical, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's hard because I think when you go through different like quote unquote, like abusive situations, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to downplay it because you hear about other people's stories where it's like, oh, you know, like he pushed me. It's not like he punched me and those kind of things. Like Mm -hmm. while it's still um, traumatizing and can be like toxic, like I feel like one of the things that I, even just in the past outside of just that relationship, I would constantly compare my struggles or the things that were upsetting me to something that could be worse, which has ultimately always made me feel worse about myself. Versus yeah. just, okay, like that was, 
you know, a traumatic thing to go through. I deserve to feel bad about it. Yeah. And you deserve to feel safe too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think people forget that, that like violence is violence, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, emotional or physical in any way, but it is so interesting to me because I think so many of us internalize when we're invalidated and then we just invalidate ourselves, you know, like in your own head, you're like, oh, it's not that bad, you know, but it's, it is bad and, you know, it's okay to feel that way. Mm -hmm. What were, can you kind of walk us through? Because, you know, we see like the pods and everything. And I think the pods are the most interesting part of Love is Blind. I wish there was like a whole eight episodes dedicated to you guys in those pods. I've heard that other, you know, people on the show say that they don't really show like how deep you get in there or, you know, they don't show the full reality. Can you just kind of walk us through what it's like in there? It's crazy. Um, because again, like you don't understand how, how much time you actually get to end up talking with people. Mm-hmm. And there are certain times where Nick and I would spend eight hours, um, having conversations through wow. the pods. And like, if you do try to compare it to typical dating, you might go on one date a week for an hour. And Mm -hmm. so even just kind of putting it into that perspective where it's like, yeah, the engagements happen really quickly. They also do that because you're spending so much time with one another, whereas like people are busy in the real world or they don't want to like hang out too much too quickly because people second guess like being too much. And so Mm -hmm. I think that was like another thing. It's like, yeah, we talked for like up to eight hours sometimes. Oh, wow. So it was like your job. I can understand the compressed timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes more sense when you think about it that way. Otherwise, like on the show, it's like, boom, you're engaged and it's not quite there. How long did it take for you and Nick to really, because I mean, we saw kind of the drama play out of people dating other people um, in the pods and then coming out. But like, how long did it take for the two of you to be drawn to each other? Pretty quickly. I think another thing that's kind of interesting is that you circle through everyone day one. Mm -hmm. And when I first started talking with him, it was the first one where I was like, oh my gosh, time's already up. And something felt different immediately. Obviously, there were some like other people that I was exploring, but it was day two that I actually realized like how much I already felt that I was going to tell everyone else I'm not interested. So the day three, I believe, was when I was finally to like all the other guys that were like, quote unquote, pursuing me. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't want to waste your time because somehow I already know that there's no way that I can like build the feelings that I already have for him. And the next day he actually did the same. So I didn't want to tell him. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to give him some sort of ultimatum because at the end of the day, you are trying to give everyone like the experience. Like I want him to go with me, not because he thinks that I won't go with him. If he chooses, like he's dating other people, I want him to date other people and feel a hundred percent confident. Do you think that this like was a great way to connect with someone emotionally in a way that maybe you wouldn't have if you just met Nick off the apps. Like, oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I agree with. Like I, all I wanted to do was call my mom and be like, oh my gosh, like I expected <laughs> to have feelings, but how strong they were is something that I could never articulate. Yeah. When you first saw Nick for the first time, like what were your thoughts? Did he look like what you pictured? With him, the more I tried to picture what he looked like, the more it was just this giant blue blob because that was what I was staring at every day. <laughs> so cookie monster. <laughs> yeah. I had absolutely no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I saw him for the first time and it seemed so anticlimactic, but I was just like, oh, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, it is. It's like such a like weird, mind blowing yeah. experience because like 
seeing him for the first time and feeling like I had already knew him or mm-hmm. seen him before, yeah. even though I hadn't, because it was just like, oh, yeah. Did it feel harder once you were together in person? I mean, there was, a, you know, ups and downs. I would say the best times when we were when we were alone dancing in the kitchen. Like it's it's funny, like every night that we would come home and just spend time together, we would oh, throw these like dance parties. And, and that's like, you know, those were the best times that we had. And obviously there's not enough time in the world to, to focus on, you know, the most positive experiences mm-hmm. that the couples had, which again is unfortunate, but there's, you know, so many different couples to follow. Yeah. So yeah. It, it seemed, it appeared that it was more difficult than it really was. Mm-hmm. The majority of our time that we spent together was overwhelmingly positive. We wouldn't have gotten married if that wasn't the case, but there were certain things that we ha- w- would discuss where it's like, you know, because I am younger and he's older, like he was afraid that maybe I'd spend too many times with friends. And in my past relationship, I had someone who I had dated who completely took away from all of my friends. And so I had this like, you know, like I had this phobia where it's like, you know, is he going to be like that? Mm -hmm. So some of the conversations that we were having were based on like, the anxieties of, you know, dating or being married and then not having the time to see like, okay, like we can talk about it all day. But you know, you have to live through it. And once we lived through it, it ended up being like a non-existent argument. What a tough mixture of like, okay, let's have a normal getting to know you conversation, but hang on, I have some baggage that we need to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to kind of, I mean, that is part of dating is learning to navigate people's baggage and the things they bring to the relationship. Mm -hmm. When did you know that you were going to say yes at the wedding? That's also something that's, that's interesting is that our, mine and Nick's opinions changed back and forth throughout Mm -hmm. the entire time. This is your friendly reminder to stop and hydrate, which I'm going to do right now. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Another thing that wasn't necessarily shown is we had a conversation with my dad who loved Nick, but he's a little bit more of a realistic guy. Mm. And so based on what he said, where he was scared, like, oh, if Danielle gets married immediately, she might feel trapped. And if you, you know, jump into it, it might not be beneficial. Whereas there were some other opposing views where it's like, if you don't jump into it, if you don't take the leap of faith, like, will it be easier to walk away? Um, for me, I was like leading up to the wedding day. I was like, oh my gosh, like I do love him and envisioning myself saying no to someone that I love at an altar where yeah. in front of all of my friends and family while wearing a wedding dress, like that's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like, kind of like the night before that we were like, uh, yeah, wow. or, or even that day where it was like back and forth. Yeah. Because it's one thing to be like, yeah, we can keep dating. But you're like you said, I mean, you say no to him at an altar in front yeah. of all your friends and family. It's it's challenging oh, yeah. to keep dating after that. Like it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, but it was it was seriously back and forth the entire time. Would you recommend this experience to other people or would you recommend it to yourself if you could go back in time? You know, that's a tough one. Yeah. And it's something that I often think about because ultimately it did bring me to Nick Mm -hmm. and who I'm married to. So if there was no other way for me to like meet him, yes, I would Mm -hmm. do it again. However, sometimes I do wish like, oh my God, if we would have just met on a dating app, you know, maybe everything would have been 10 times easier. But I think the thing that brings me back to not having those feelings is the people that I've connected with since the show aired who are benefiting from me telling my story or speaking out about certain things that might not be, you know, as normalized yet. Yeah. What do you love most about Nick? He's a very calming spirit. He's very empathetic and understanding and patient and, you know, me navigating things and vice versa. So were there was there anything like surprising you learned about him? Maybe like because your dating time was so compressed, like something that you were just like, oh, interesting. The one thing is like during like, you know, going through the experience, there were so many different like, am I too young for him Mm. or, you know, those type of conversations. And then once we kind of like got out into the real world, it's like, oh my God, he's literally so fun. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) yeah, he seems fun. He seems really fun. No, it's like no one got to see like the, the super fun side of him. 
And like every day, like I get to see more and more of it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I want to continue to share because we both, again, like we like to go to dive bars and play Taylor Swift on touch tunes and just take over the bar with us dancing. And so like, those are things where I'm like, you know, you don't necessarily realize that because you're in this bubble. Um, and then you get out and you're like, oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. is 10 times better than I ever thought it would yeah. be. I know some eagle-eyed viewers have noticed some balloon animals in some of your scenes <laughs> on Love is Blind. Can you just explain yeah. those? <laughs> the balloon animal thing was funny because it was something that my mom used to do at parties, like when we were kids. Oh. And so I always like knew how to do them. So there was one date in the pods where I gave Nick balloon animals mm-hmm. and I had you know my own set and I had to teach him through the wall how to make a balloon animal dog. Oh my gosh. How did you do that? How? (laughs) I am so impressed with him. Like I didn't believe him when he said that he did it. And so I don't know if it's his listening skills or if it's me giving instructions. Honestly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One or or some like perfect combination. (laughs) But it was so funny. He's like, oh my gosh, I did it. And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to have to see it to believe it. So he brought it to Mexico Um, because he's like, I'm literally packing this to prove to you that I know how to do it. He said after our pod date again, he sat in his uh, room and was practicing his balloon animal stuff for when we went to Mexico. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to get better. (laughs) That's so cute. He seems really sweet. It seemed like a very, like, very natural progression, you know, as natural as it could be. I know you're still in touch with some of the other people from the show. Is there anyone you really miss seeing all the time when you were in the pods and in the little, um, the House of Gold Goblets and Booze? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they had such an incredible cast of women. And we all got along really well. There was very minimal drama, especially when we were hanging out in the lounge. You know, we we see each other a lot, actually. Oh, that's good. So... Luckily, I don't have to miss them because I still see them like all of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They see that's what I, I was like. I love all these women. Like I'm rooting mm-hmm. for all oh. these women, whether they are with these men or not. <laughs> like I'm rooting for I these. just I just love how you took care of each other. Yeah, you really oh, yeah. did. And we still do. Like it's a very supportive group of women. Do you have any advice for anyone who's looking for love? Yeah. I mean, I think that there are so many things that people might like make people hesitant of going out on that date or, Mm -hmm. you know, meeting someone new, even just like thinking like, oh, the the person might dress differently or they might have different hobbies. And so you might not go out of your way or think that it might not be a fit. But I feel like the more people you give a shot to, it's all about like the energy and the vibe once you're with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just like, trying your best to be non-judgmental and just putting yourself out there. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it, it again, like it's all about the energy and that's how we connected so fast. It's like, I knew he was the person in the pot before his mic would go on before mm-hmm. I would hear his voice. You know, the more people you give the opportunity to, the more you realize if it's a fit or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any social media or anything that you'd like to tell us about so people can find you? If you would like people to find you on the internet. (laughs) I would love people to follow me on social media because that's where I get the opportunity to show my real self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My TikToks and my Instagram's Dina Rule. And that's where, again, like I'm showing my true personality. I'm also speaking about the things that I'm really passionate about and that I've connected with other people about. Yeah, I think think that that's the value of social media sometimes, even if it does have a bit of a dark side sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. But Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. We really enjoyed it. I hope this was painless for you. It was fun. (laughs) We are rooting for you. We've been from the start. So, you know, keep it up. 
Yeah, no, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Sarah, I love Danielle. That was so cool. And can I compliment you and say you did a wonderful job? Thank you. And I loved this conversation so much. It was a good conversation. What is your love to go from today's interview? In all things love and romance, I think you should bring your balloon animals. Oh. <laughs> Maybe teach teach each other. Teach each other a new hobby, <laughs> even if you can't see each other. If you've got a quirky hobby, you should yeah. absolutely be passing that along. Yeah. And we want to hear all about your quirky hobbies. Yes, we do. And about your relationships. So please send an email to lovestruckdaily at frolic.media if you have a love story to share or just some questions and thoughts about your favorite balloon animals. Please also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily for extra content. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. We wish you a really, really reality happily ever after. Ever after.